Here we are at the Fatherhood Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Fatherhood and Parents at Work. At the desk with me, I'm Jeremy. We have Luke and Andrew. Hello, fellas. Hi, Jess. Hey, Luke. Hello. Hey. Now, I'm going to open this podcast, guys, with a bit of a, a dad hack. It was passed on to me, and I'm going to pass the wisdom on to you. Bring it on. I've had a bit of crap going on in my life at the moment. I won't get into the details of that because that's not the hub of the story. What this is, is no matter what crap's going on in your life, it can be somewhat resolved by putting yourself down a water slide, <laughs> which is <laughs> what I did on the weekend. I took myself and my three <laughs> kids with the assistance of my parents because it's good to have a, the grandparents involved as an extra set of hands. Went to a water park world and um, it was amazing. A really fantastic day of hands-on dadding and going down water slides with your kids. It was amazing and stuff just went away. Did you have a smile on your face the whole time? The whole time. (laughs) The worries of the world literally (laughs) melt away. So it's it's basically the idea it's impossible to feel jaded when you're like whizzing down a water slide. (laughs) Yes, that's it. That's kind of the idea. It's handy. So don't say we don't bring the, you know, the intel. Anyone out there feeling jaded, tired, overworked? Yourself down a water slide. <laughs> so who have we got on today, Jez? Today, mate, we have a superstar, I think, in the space of explaining parental leave. So Emma Walsh joins us on the podcast. She's the CEO and co-founder of Parents at Work. That's our partner in this podcast. And personally, I find parental leave, maternity leave, all these sort of paternity, terms leave. paternity leave, all the terms really confusing. And I've never spoken to anyone before that articulates it as clearly as what Emma does, um, which is real gold, I think, in this place that can be such a confusing sort of minefield and, and, and for, for parents. Yeah, it is confusing, isn't it? But it also can have so many sort of repercussions on just like how you, you kick off your life as a dad, yeah. doesn't it? I mean, I don't know about you guys. I mean, I, I got to take two weeks off when each of my sons were born. But what happened is you take two weeks off, suddenly you're parachuted back into your busy job. And what happens is, you know, your wife's back at home. She's constantly dealing with the, the baby so 24-7. So she gets much better at like, you know, like reading their moods and soothing their cries and things. And so what happens is before you know it, your wife is written out of the script. Yeah, your mm. wife becomes the your partner becomes the default parent, and suddenly you're mum's your assistant. Mum's assistant, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and it can happen so easily. Mm. Yeah. So that's what this is all about: is how dads can get more involved by getting access to the the paid parental leave policies that are available at their workplace um, by kind of asking the question. So let's see what Emma had to say. Emma, thanks so much for joining us um, on the podcast today. Thanks, Jeremy. Now, you know a lot about parental leave and there's been heaps of change in the space over the last few years and and lots of discussion as people are seeking to be more involved uh, with their, particularly dads, seeking to be more involved with their kids when soon after birth. And there's um, some great opportunities opening up for dads to to take on. Um, So first, I thought I'd ask you, like, when we talk about parental leave, what what do we actually mean by that? Yeah, it's a good question to start with because, you know, as we know, over the last couple of you know decades, we've had such advancement in maternity leave policies mm-hmm. and processes. So we'd all be familiar with what maternity leave is. It's, you know, a period of paid time off for um, mothers to take time out. We then sort of moved forward and we had the term paternity leave. And those those terms are, are very much still alive and well, not only in Australia, but actually internationally. Um, and the paternity leave is obviously all about a, a having a paid parental leave um, component for fathers. 
In Australia, in uh, 2010, when the National Paid Parental Leave Scheme came in, those two terms were done away with and we replaced them with paid parental leave with the idea that that, that would be more inclusive to talk to both mother and father um, opportunities to take leave. Um, so that was legislated in 2010 and, and it's been in for, yeah, almost a decade. Um, in 2013, they introduced an additional payment called Dad and Partner Pay. And that was recognised that it was needed um, in that, you know, primary uh, parental leave was going to be really taken by uh, mothers. And so there, there was a need to really separately call out uh, a discrete secondary piece for fathers. So what's really happened in Australia in the last decade is that we've we've got a number of terms that have evolved. We've got the paid parental leave, which I've just explained, and then we divide the caring responsibilities, usually by gender, and we talk about primary carer's leave and secondary carer's leave. Right. So in primary care, can you just, I find that interesting in and of itself, primary carer's leave and secondary carer's, how, how parents need to define themselves in that way. How do you go about that if, if you're having a child? Um, is that a discussion with your partner as defining yourselves as primary and secondary carer? Yeah, it's really unfortunate, isn't it? Because, frankly, I don't know any parent that when they have a child yeah. um, goes, you know what, you're the primary um, parent here. I'll just be the secondary one. Call me if you need me. Like, For we sure. really don't do that, do we? And no. yet when it comes to paid parental leave legislation, that's exactly what we're making parents decide. Um, so if we're going to access any kind of benefit from government, let's stick with government schemes for a minute, we have to decide who's going to be the primary parent who will stay at home and provide the majority of care for that child. And that person is then defined as the primary carer and they get all the benefit. Then the secondary carer who's able to be involved can get a small minimum wage, um, you know, top up if you like, acknowledgement that they've contributed something and dad and partner pay is two weeks at minimum wage. It's important to note that with dad and partner pay, unlike the primary parental leave scheme, dads cannot be being paid by their employer at the same time that they use dad and partner pay. Yep. So that means that the dad must take unpaid leave from work to access two weeks at minimum wage. Now, I don't know many dads that are going to want to do that. Mm. Um, you know, and so that, that's a problem as well. And we know that it's underutilised, the dad and partner pay scheme. But it's really a safety net for um, dads that might not otherwise have any opportunity by which they can access any kind of paid leave when a baby is born. But let's just drop, let's jump back to primary carer's leave, yeah. um, parental leave. There is an opportunity for fathers to take that. They can apply to be the primary carer. And the government scheme, though, has a requirement that, first of all, it must be the mother that registers and takes the primary leave, and it is up to her to transfer it to her partner if that's what she wishes. So there's no um, immediate direct opportunity for a father to apply for primary carer's leave at this stage when it comes to the government scheme. There, um, Yeah, there is more opportunity, obviously, in the private sector, the so private sector paid parental leave schemes um, vary and they vary significantly between, you know, from employer to employer. As you know, some employers have no scheme whatsoever. 50% of Australian employers pay nothing 
towards paid parental leave. So um, employees there are totally reliant on the government scheme. And the other 50% of employers do provide some kind of support, but that support, as I said, will vary greatly. And some give great access to dads taking leave and make it really easy and equal to what they would provide mothers, and some make it really difficult. So if there's a dad out there listening to this podcast, do you think as a first port of call they should think about their employer as a place to, if if their employer does offer some sort of parental leave benefits, they should start there to find out before going to government? Like, how would I go about it if I'm a dad out there with a kid on the way? Yeah, good question. I think, look, it's always worth doing both. I think absolutely look at what you're entitled to from a government perspective. It's actually pretty thin on the ground. There's a paragraph or two on dad and partner pay. Um, You'll quickly be able to work out whether you want that and are eligible to that um, for that. And then definitely turn to your employer to have a look at what they offer. Now, we do know that the majority of dads you know, either report that they either don't know what kind of policies are in place um, for paid parental leave from their employer or they feel uncomfortable in asking for it. So, but I've got this policy in my, well, I've got this approach, I should say, where if you don't ask, you don't get. And I think if you want to have an opportunity to really take some time off, um, whether it's or work flexibly, you must be prepared to go and ask your employer as to what their stance on this is. Ask the HR department if you've got one for um, a copy of the paid parental leave scheme and policy and ask them to walk you through it because then you can inform yourself. Some of them can be quite complex. So you need to find out what are the nuances, what are you eligible for, and then decide, take that back to your partner and decide how you'd like to avail yourself of what's available. But you've got to be prepared to ask because often, you know, it's not always obvious whether the company even has a policy in place. For sure. So knowledge is power. So get out there and work out what's available to you, either in your company or then from a government perspective. Do you, in all the corporates that you're working directly with that are coming on board working um, with um, parents at work, do you see a shift in what I hear a lot of dads talking about, which is this kind of bias or expectation for the mother to be the person taking parental leave, so as the government defines it, the primary carer, and therefore potentially negatively impacting on their on the way that they're perceived in the workplace. Do you see a shift in that? Do you think dads should be concerned about that or, or not concerned in any way we've moved beyond it? Yeah, look, I think like anything, you know, we women fought hard for the opportunity to be recognised around, you know, the need to be supported when they had children at work. And we've put, you know, we've come a long way as a society recognising it's right to support women um, to have babies and right to support them to come back to work and, and right to do what we can to to pay and support during that process. But for some, whatever reason, we haven't agreed, um, perhaps as a wider society, that there is a need to do the same thing for dads because, mm. as I said, you know, the, the primary caring role is, you know, still um, thought of as a mother's job. So if we are to really sort of blow up the breadwinner versus caregiver stereotype that's been around for decades, we really need to start thinking about the fact that yeah, mums and dads have an equal role to play in raising their children or looking after parents or whatever it might be. Um, it's not one job, person's job over the other. It's a society um, problem that we all need to rally and solve for. So there are definitely progressive employers that get it and are saying are coming out um, and saying, yep, we provide equal paid parental leave for both um, men and women and are really not only sharing that information with their in internal employees, they're getting much, much better 
at promoting it. So you'll see, you know, a rise in articles that are coming out with, you know, another company proudly announcing that it's offering equal pay. So those companies can be found. They're out there. They're on the increase. I definitely think there's a trend towards that. And I don't see that that reversing. But if we would like to, if fathers would like to have more opportunity to be involved in their children's lives, then they can, um, they have an opportunity, perhaps they have an obligation to put their hand up and ask, right, and, and to be really, you know, engaging with the their workplaces to work out what's available to them, to be asking for encouragement. Because frankly, if, as I said, if you don't ask, you don't get, and employers then don't see that as an issue, then you as a father can find yourself shortchanged. And, you know, I think there's a, fathers want to be more involved. And uh, if that's the case, then we do need fathers um, stepping up and, and really asking for the, the leave they in fact need and asking for the kind of flexible work arrangements that are going to work if we're going to change the dynamic that we've currently got in the Absolutely. workplace. And so another question in terms of the government's approach where we need to... Where there's that definition of primary and secondary carer. From mm -hmm. a dad's perspective and the conversations I've had with my wife since becoming a father, I think it would be difficult, given the role modelling of previous generations, for mums to put their hand up and define themselves as a secondary carer. I think that would be a very yeah. difficult thing to do emotionally. Yeah. Would you have any tips for dads out there listening of how to have that conversation with their partner so if they do step, if they do step into that primary or want to step into that primary carer role, they can support their partners if they have a wife as a partner, a female, um, to, to, to take that role and not feel like that they're, they're not doing their mm. job as mothers like the mothers in generations before, that it's okay to be define themselves as a secondary carer? Yeah. I mean, look, I pre <laughs> I'd prefer that we actually got rid of both of those terms. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're healthy. I don't think they're help are helpful at all. Yeah. Um, and they just do reinforce the fact that you have to choose. But I get it. You know, we're still working and, and living in a society where both of those terms still, you know, are alive and well. I, I think it's about working out um, as a household what works for you. You know, what is it that you want to be doing um, in terms of sharing the caring load? You know, what is it that you want to be doing to have a, have an opportunity to, to equally um, raise children? I see a lot of families um, having this discussion and, you know, maybe the, the woman takes the leave first. Then there's a discussion where there's a handover period and the dad takes a little bit of um, time and then... I've seen this sort of a rising increase of both parents then doing four days for a period of time. Yeah. And what that's doing is it's allowing for, say, mum to be back at work um, three days a week, you know, you know, three or four days a week, but handing back over to the partner um, on, on another day. So in those kind of instances, well, you know, no one's a primary or secondary carer. It's, it is actually all about sharing it and working out what works for you and your family. And, and noting that, you know, things change, you know, it's, there's, I don't think a more disruptive period in, a, you know, a young person's life, if you like, as to when it is, or young professional's life, you know, as it is when they become parents, right? It changes everything. The way we think about our career, the way that we work, um, you know, the way that we have time for relationships, etc. So we need to be rethinking how do we want this to look for us as a family unit? What's important to us? What's right? What's going on in your career? What's going on in mine? What's going on at home? How are we going to solve for this problem? 
So, you know, I wouldn't be encouraging that anyone has conversations that labels um, either parent as primary or secondary at home. I think it's just really problematic. And But it's totally fine to be going, okay, look, we've, we've got this going on in our lives right now. It makes sense for us to be doing this. Yeah. Um, and just being open to change um, based on, you know, what comes down the line as opposed to seeing it as a fixed response because you've probably seen it, Jeremy, too, with friends, as I have, you know, where um, a decision gets made in those, you know, early years of a child's life, right, you know, Sarah's going to stay at home and this is the way it's going to be and I just earn more and my, my career's got this going on and she really wants to be at home and so that's what we're doing. And there's a set and forget button, right, and it just carries on. And yep. there isn't perhaps the recheck and balance, you know, 12 months on, two years on, where the couple are having that conversation going, is this still right for us? What do we want? Um, how are we going to do this? And at the moment, unfortunately, the paid parental leave schemes that exist in Australia perhaps don't have the flexibility in it we need to really accommodate for a changeover, let's say, in the caring relationship, say, 12 months after a baby's born. So yeah. some organisations have done a great job at saying, yep, we get that, we can see that problem, so we're going to extend our paid parental leave beyond 12 months. We're going to allow employees up to, say, three years to use that entitlement. So it gives them some flexibility as a child grows up to actually swap over and change and use that leave flexibly to enable me later as a father to be involved. Spotify led the world on that. And, uh, you know, I think they introduced that worldwide in 2015. And then other employers ever since have been following. And most recently in Australia, Deloitte would be, a, you know, they've set three years. HSBC has two. Um, and there's, a, you know, a, a myriad of others that have um, between two and three years that allow you to take it. And so that, that does open up this opportunity for, for people to be sharing it much, much easier than they currently can in many schemes. Right, absolutely. And I like what you're saying there about these terms exist, so kind of work within the system, but you don't need to be using those terms at home, primary, secondary. Oh, right. Don't define yourself. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Work out what's going to work for you and then just sit with work that within the, the um the setup within what's what's um and if that means applying for primary care as legal act fine, but it's actually you don't necessarily need to label yourself as that. It's just um working with what exists. Well, we had uh, an audio issue there with the end of Emma's interview, but we'd really like to thank um, Emma Walsh for joining us on the podcast. Well, there was a podcast version of what I've seen. I've been lucky to see live quite a few times. So we've actually done a couple of workshops with Emma and it's interesting being up on stage with her because it's like watching a room of light bulbs slowly get illuminated one by one by one, then three, then five, and then suddenly you've got a room of beaming faces. And I think that's because, to your point, Luke, it's it's complicated. There's lots of terminology. Often HR managers will get up and talk about terms and conditions and small print mm -hmm. and contracts. Yep. And whereas Emma, I think, has a really great way of illuminating, I'll use that word, um, this, this, as you said, Luke, it's such an important part of fatherhood because if you do this part right and you have enough time to form a bond or if you write yourself into the parenting dynamic yep. it's it's sort of a game changer for life isn't it for sure and look what emma talked about there which just hits me so hard 
is she said remove some of the labels that are harmful. And the one that she specifically talked about is primary carer, primary and secondary carers. Actually, in the interview, referred to it. And then she said, no, 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 let's get rid of those labels entirely. And why that fires me up so much is, firstly, when it comes to uh, mothers are biologically primary carers who we think about breastfeeding. But also from a psychological perspective, you find me one mother that wouldn't define herself as a primary carer. And so what that immediately does is it pushes fathers into this secondary position, <laughs> which is then that mum's assistant role, which is, it hurts everyone. It hurts the child because dad's taken a step back. From our perspective, hurts dads because you all of a sudden mum's assistant less involved. But really importantly, it harms mums because they're defined as this primary carer so they can't get back into the workforce as, 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 as quickly. So killing those labels is just something I feel so strongly about. I think the other really important point she makes it in there is like, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. And I think I was guilty about this again. You know, I, I, I had like two weeks paternity leave and I didn't ask what, what was available beyond that. You know, I didn't ask what the flexible arrangements were beyond that. And then why that's so dangerous is you don't ask the question. So then, especially if you're in a sort of managerial role, then, you know, the people who are work, working in your team, when they have babies, they don't ask as well. And you're sort of creating these kind of, this sort of domino effect of, of you know, yeah, <laughs> of like yeah. of bad decisions, basically. One thing I think on that is, is asking, by asking whether it's HR or your manager, what's available in terms of parental leave or flexible work, it can shine the light on yourself. And I know I've been guilty over the journey of thinking, oh, there's this corporate expectation that I'd be at work late or be at work early. But I think we all need to ask ourselves, how much of that pressure are we putting on ourselves? You know, when you become a parent, the, the financial pressure becomes um, higher, the need to provide becomes higher, and all of a sudden you're putting this pressure on yourself to be at work more. But maybe I think I, I certainly in the past have sort of projected that onto my bosses and said, oh, there's this expectation. But only by having that conversation with your boss can you really find out that, no, they might be really open to the, the – firstly, there might be these policies available that you weren't aware of. But secondly, when it comes to flexible work, they might be really open to you nicking off at 3 o'clock to pick the kids up from school. But if you don't ask them the question, you'll never know that's perspective. That's their perspective. And then if you ask the question, then the message gets back to the employee that this is something that's really important to you. And it's only by multiple people asking that question that change ultimately – uh, occurs on a broader level. Yeah. So it's actually by having that conversation, you know where what their perspective is, they know what your perspective is, and then you're in a position to courageously step up and kind of redefine the way that we're working and, and, and for both mums and dads. And I've got a final question for you two to round this one out. How long have we been in this game? How long is the A year, just over a year. Yeah. How much has changed in that short period of time in this exact space? So much. So, so much. Because in the same way that I stood up there with Emma Walsh and watched people be illuminated by some information, I, I've also watched, I reckon, about 50% of those presentations and workshops that we did had an element of watch this space. This policy is evolving. Talk to us in a month when it's been rewritten. Mm. So what's the deal with paternity leave? The deal is it's rapidly changing. Yeah. So what exists on this day when we record this will be almost certainly different in your workplace to the day you're hearing it even. Mm. So if you think you already know, you almost certainly don't. Mm. And if you haven't asked, then you will almost certainly be surprised because in the short time, 14 months that we've been in operation, we've had massive organisations pivot 
180 on this whole subject. So I think the final heartening message for me is that this is such an area of change and that's the perfect time to go and ask. And, you know, maybe it requires you to change as well because I think another thing that's really interesting in this area is that men in particular do define themselves by their their work situation. So it's it's not an easy thing for you to sometimes get your head around that you're going to take this opportunity. But there's so much change around. It's never been a better time, really. For sure. So, yeah, ask the question and then when you know what's available, be the change. Be the change that you want to see in the workplace and in your life. Why not try it? So that, uh, that wraps another podcast, guys. And um, a big shout out to Emma Walsh because she made this whole podcast series happen. So re- big thanks to her and the Parents at Work team who are really behind this um, fatherhood podcast. So um, And of course, as always, Andrew and Luke, big thanks to you guys too. Thanks, Jess. Thank you for listening to another great podcast proudly brought to you by Parents at Work. We hope you feel inspired and you've got some fresh practical ideas to help you with your work-life balance. If you like what you've heard, please share it with others and subscribe to the Parents at Work podcast page. And remember, if you need extra support or would like to send us your feedback, please email info at parentsatwork.com.au.